When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Halloween and welcome to College Football Live. I'm Kelsey Riggs and we're coming out the tunnel with the big news in college football because in just hours the first CFP rankings will be revealed. We have a live report coming from CFP Selection Central and Grapevine, Texas and the Kansas Jayhawks. They did the unthinkable this weekend, knocking off undefeated Oklahoma. We talk with Kansas quarterback Jason Bean about the win and shaking up the playoff picture. Plus, they've been the number one team since the preseason and beyond. But could the top dogs be knocked out of the number one spot? It is all coming up. The countdown to CFP rankings is on. This is what we train for. This is what we work for. Put the world on notice who you are. We have a one person. I gotta have it. I need it. You're taking a look at CFP Selection Central. Here's the meeting room that the committee is hanging out in all day today, taking a deep dive into the top teams in the country. First of six rankings just hours away from being revealed 7 o'clock on ESPN. We have got a jam-packed show as we count you down to those rankings tonight at 7 o'clock. Heather Dinich joining us from Grapevine, Texas with the latest on the committee ahead of these. And then we've got Tom Luganville, Desmond Howard going to reveal their top six and also give us their thoughts. Pete Thamel also standing by with the very latest on Michigan. But right now, let's get you caught up on what happened this weekend. And we got to kick it off with the big upset as Kansas knocked off undefeated Oklahoma in Lawrence 38 to 33 the win snap the Jayhawks 18 game losing streak against Oklahoma and now the Sooners chance to make the playoff drop to just 29%. Then there was Oregon just dominating Utah and Salt Lake 66 to 35 it snapped Utah's 18 game home win streak which was the third longest active streak in FBS and the Utes first home loss since 2020. And some teams won big without their stars. Georgia took care of business for its first game without Brock Bowers beating Florida 43 to 20. Texas also dominated BYU even without Quinn Ewers who was forced to miss the game with a shoulder injury he suffered in last week's win in Houston. So let's bring in Heather Dinich now who as I mentioned is with the committee in Grapevine, Texas. And Heather there are three new members on this committee. So what are we going to learn tonight about what they value with this first set of rankings? We'll learn how much they value strength of schedule and resume over eye test. And I can promise you statement wins always have and always will be a critical part of their discussions, especially when you have five undefeated power five teams remaining. This will help separate them. So what will they look at? They will look at Ohio State's wins against Penn State and Notre Dame. Washington's win against Oregon, which is arguably the best in the country right now. Florida State might have a better resume than people think. 
because not only did they beat LSU in Orlando, but all of their other opponents except for one or at least 500 are better in spite of the ACC's perceived decline over the past couple of weeks. So this means that Georgia back-to-back -back national champions might be lower than some people expect. And what do they do with Michigan that has been the most complete team in the country but the best win is against 6-2 and two Rutgers. Well, let's dive into that a little bit deeper because obviously one of the big questions is what happens at number one, and we're going to find out more about what they value when we see the rankings. But how important is it to be number one in the first rankings? Well, seven of the nine teams ended up making the playoffs since they begin in 2014 that were ranked number one. Tennessee last season and Mississippi State in the first set of rankings back in 2014 are the only exceptions. Just two of the nine actually went on to win the title. That was Georgia in 2021 and Alabama. Alabama back in 2020. So Georgia, they have spent 20 weeks at the top dating back to last season as the number one team in the AP poll. But what are you hearing about who could be the top team in the committee's eyes potentially tonight? Well, if you are looking for a team that might have the best combination of resume and eye test, they would at least have to seriously consider Ohio State because pay attention to where Penn State and Notre Dame are ranked tonight. If they are two top 15 teams, as I expect them to be, Ohio State arguably has the best resume in the country. Plus, they're coming off a road win against a respectable Wisconsin team above 500, 5-3 five and three right now. That matters to the committee. Then you have the eye test, Marvin Harrison Jr., Travion Henderson coming back after a month and rushing for 162 yards plus a defense that has held opponents to no more than 17 points in each game. So Ohio State, are they the most complete team in terms of resume and eye test or do they look elsewhere? We are going to learn what the committee thinks in just about five hours. But right now, let's bring in the guys, Des and Lugs, with us to, to give us their top four right now. We'll find out what the committee values. But Lugs, let's talk about what you value in your top four. Give it to me, starting with number one. Who do you think is number one right now in the country? Well, uh, mine's not going to be overly popular, my top four, but my number one is going to be Georgia. Uh, number two would be Michigan. Number three for me is Oregon. And then, of course, Ohio State. I look at Georgia right here, and I'm telling you, against Kentucky from that game on, this team has come alive. Really, the second half against Auburn has really come alive. Uh, and I'm, I'm just impressed with Carson Beck, the way he's playing. They seem to toy with teams they're supposed to beat, but they get after it when they got to line up against somebody that people think is going to be a challenge for them. I think Georgia's earned that right to this point. And again, the quarterback's gotten so much better. Lugs, um, our top four are very similar. I have Georgia at number one, too. You know, I've always heard to, to be the champ, you have to beat the champ. And Georgia started off slow this season, especially offensively. Carson Beck took a while to, to find his rhythm, and obviously the Auburn game was the game that people point at. But for them to play the way that they played last week against their rival, the Florida Gators, without their top target, uh, Brock Bauer, shows me a lot about this team. And um, so they're number one. Number two would be Michigan. Number three, I got the Seminoles at number four. One loss, Oregon. Very impressed with the Oregon Ducks. I was there live in person, saw what they did uh, to the Utah Utes. And uh, so I got them at number four. Interesting. So Oregon right, in there Des, for both good. of There's you guys. Two of us. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> 
No, there's two of us. I'm glad there's two of us. I mean, listen, I know the eye test is something that maybe comes into play later on down the line with rankings, but nobody does that to Utah. I mean, that that was, and right. you saw it, Des. I just, wh- who yeah. are they right now? Wow. I, I think they're, they're in exactly. the top three, four teams in the country. Well, we're going to find out in just a little while. 100%. We're going to actually get your top six in a little while, so we'll find out who is on the outside looking in because some notable undefeated teams are left out of your top four. We'll break that down in a little bit, but let's get to the team that you guys both agree on, and that is number two, Michigan. Obviously, a lot going on surrounding this Michigan team right now. Lots of questions off the field. Coach Jim Harbaugh spoke to the media for the first time yesterday since the NCAA began investigating the allegations of sign stealing. As we bring in Pete Thamel for more of this, we also heard Coach Harbaugh deny that the school had rescinded an extension offer and he talked some about the responsibilities that he has. So Pete Thamel joining us now and Pete, what more can you tell us about where this stands right now with Michigan and all the things that are happening off the field? Yeah, Kelsey, uh, we had another update today on ESPN.com and the uh, ongoing saga of where in the world was Connor Stallions? Connor Stallions, uh, the the Michigan analyst who's at the center of this probe, uh, Central Michigan University just released a statement today that said that they were investigating whether or not Stallions was on their sideline wearing coaching garb uh, within the coaching box for their game against Michigan State to open the season. That was a Friday night game in East Lansing, and video evidence appears to show someone who looks like Stallions in Central Michigan guard, he has on sunglasses at night in a hat standing with the Central Michigan coaching staff. This is, again, another in many of the allegations that have been alleged and arisen since Stallions was, was put at the center of this probe and Michigan suspended him. He's obviously uh, bought tickets for uh, you know more than a, an actual dozen Big Ten games and then uh, somewhere in the upwards of the teens for games for others, uh, other for potential Michigan playoff opponents. Uh, So Connor Stallions, uh, another new allegation has arisen today, Kelsey. Pete, thanks so much. No, this is something that you will continue to follow and be on top of because it does seem to be a continuously developing story. Heather Dinich back with me now. And Heather, when it comes to the committee, obviously there's a couple of things with Michigan. It's it's who they've played and who they haven't played and what they've done up to this point. And then it's the off the field stuff. What are you hearing about how the committee is going to look at and, and value Michigan? Well, a couple points on that, Kelsey. The first is the CFP's only official comment on this matter is that as long as Michigan is eligible to play in a bowl game, it is eligible to be ranked by the selection committee. There is nothing in the protocol that tells them how to handle this particular situation other than to treat them like a team as any other team, right? So I've talked to multiple former selection committee members who have told me that as long as the committee is following their protocol, this should not impact Michigan's ranking. The bigger concern for them is Michigan's strength of schedule, which is about 111th in the country right now. Four straight home games to open the season against unranked opponents. That's what Michigan has to worry about. Another former selection committee member told me that if the selection committee were to try to penalize Michigan in its ranking, that could unintentionally adversely affect the rest of the ranking and possibly reward a team that doesn't deserve to be there. So all indications are that Michigan in that room is going to be treated like any other team 
in terms of the college football playoff selection committee ranking based on what it's done on the field and the bigger issue will be the schedule. They have won the ball games, but as you mentioned, 111th so far in the schedule of teams that they have played so far. Some challenges ahead for this team starting with Purdue at the end this weekend. Still ahead, one team we're no longer talking about among the best teams in the country, Oklahoma, because it was a stunner in Lawrence. We talk with Kansas quarterback who helped lead the Jayhawks to a massive upset win. It's Talk to Me Tuesday here on College Football Live. Welcome back into College Football Live. You're taking a look at Dez's and Tom's top four teams in FBS right now. Georgia and Michigan both sitting at one and two for both of them. Then for Desmond, Florida State and Oregon. For Luke, we've got Oregon and Ohio State. So a couple of notable teams that are still undefeated that are left off of some of those lists, you guys. I'm not going to go all in on it because we don't have time and I didn't have to make the list. So let's talk now about who is on the outside looking in. And Des, for you, who's five, who's six, who's close to nine? Knocking into your top four. Yeah, well, I have um, Ohio State at five, and I have Washington at six. It seems as though after that big win against Oregon, the um, the Huskies have been just going. They took a nosedive. I mean, they've won games, but nearly not nearly impressive enough for me. And then Ohio State still questions at the quarterback position with McCord. Um, you know, they're winning games despite of mistakes that he's making. Uh, he threw a couple of interceptions on the road against. Wisconsin, but then again, that man, number 18, uh, he, he saved the day, <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. So I think, but Ohio State, Washington, still big games ahead for them guys to move up, but just by what I've seen on the field so far, they would be at number five and at number six for me, Lugs. Yeah, Des, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I went back and forth on Florida State and Ohio State here. I put Florida State at five. I ended up putting Washington um, at six. And the reason why I've done this with Washington, and of course I know the head-to-head -head result with Oregon, but since that game, Oregon has really ascended, and I think Washington's just leveled off just a little bit. And, and Michael Penix Jr., I think earlier in the season, this offense made it look so effortless and so easy, and it's been a lot more challenging the last couple of weeks. And on the road, certainly, versus Stanford this past weekend, which was a tough out for the Huskies. So, uh, listen, a lot of football to be played. The question is, who's going to peak and get hot down the stretch? It's going to be interesting because you mentioned the head-to-head, -head, so we'll see how much emphasis the committee does or does not place on that or if the recency bias and what they've seen from Oregon lately plays a bigger factor. Another team that's going to be on the outside looking in after what we saw this weekend is Oklahoma. All right, so let's get to this week's ultimate performance presented by BMW. And it's got to be Kansas's upset win over the Sooners. It snapped an 18-game losing streak to Oklahoma. Jayhawks quarterback Jason Bean helped lead his team down the field and put them in position to score the game-winning touchdown with 55 seconds to go. Special moment there and one he soaked up with his team afterwards. I just want to say thank you. thank you for allowing me to come back. Thank you for allowing me to be with this team. And y'all know what this means to me. Talk to me Tuesday here on College Football Live, and we have got quarterback Jason Bean here with us now. First of all, congratulations. I am sure it has been a fun few days for you and the team and Lawrence. You've had a little time to reflect, and we heard you say the team knows what it means to you. What was the best moment of that win for you? 
Uh, yeah, I think for me, just seeing all the fans rush the field after the game, um, you know, when the clock hit zero, I think that was the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, just the excitement that, you know, everybody was filled with, um, you know, to see, uh, you know, uh, small kids, uh, you know, all different ages of people running onto the field and, and excitement. Um, I think that was the biggest thing for me. It was quite the celebration afterwards. We're taking a look at it now. And of course, when they, they carry the post out, it's pretty, pretty impressive too. And speaking of impressive, you've been so impressive. You've stepped up in a big way with Jalen Daniels out. You're starting in your fourth straight game this weekend. You were anyways. And I know as a backup, you have to always be ready. What's been the most important thing you've learned about yourself throughout the season? Uh, yeah, I think for me, it's just uh, hard work pays off. Um, you know, always making sure that you're ready, you know, whenever your name gets called is, um, you know, one thing that I tried to focus on this season and even last season too, um, you know, you just always got to be ready to be able to perform. And, um, you know, it's just a, a next guy up mentality here in this program. And, um, you know, I think I've been able to, you know, do that well. You have been able to do it well, and not just you, but your team as well, because after a 13-year postseason drought, you guys are now bowl eligible for the second straight season. You just took down one of the top teams in the country, one of the undefeated teams in the country. What do people need to know about this Kansas football team now? Uh, yeah, you know, I think the, the old ways of the Kansas football program is kind of gone. Um, you know, Coach Leifeld has us, um, you know, working extremely hard, you know, each and every day, trying to get 1% better at practice and um, you know, just any any facet of our lives, you know, just trying to get better in, uh, each and every day. And uh, I think it's, it's starting to pay off for uh, this program. And, and, you know, the fans and, and the people around this program are starting to get enjoyed a little bit. Well, Jason, congratulations. A massive win. You guys are back on the road this weekend. So I'm sure trying to build off of that momentum and keep it going. Can't wait to see how you guys finish out the season. Of course. Thank you. Time now to check in on the Capital One rewarding performance. And we asked, which CFP contender had the most rewarding win this week. And Georgia's win over Florida is winning overwhelmingly. 62% of the vote. Don't forget to get your vote in. YouTube.com slash at ESPN CFB. When we come back, Dabo Sweeney may not be in the playoff conversation right now, but he's got a lot to say about what is going on with his program. Another rant, back-to-back -back days. We've got the sound new here on College Football Live. Welcome back into College Football Live Saturday on ABC. We have got Bedlam coming your way. The first football game was played in 1904, and this could be the final meeting. Number 10 Oklahoma takes on Oklahoma State in Stillwater, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, and then Michael Penix Jr. And number five Washington will be at the Coliseum squaring off against Caleb Williams and number 25 USC, number 24 USC rather coverage begins at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific on ESPN. Meanwhile, take a look at the All-State playoff predictor to see who has the best chance to make the playoffs. There are just two teams with a better than 50% chance to make it. Ohio State at 79% and Florida State at 65%. Michigan and Georgia are both above 40% right now and Alabama, Oklahoma currently on the outside looking in. Speaking of the outside looking in, and there's Clemson who after making the playoff in six of the first seven rankings is now out for the third straight season. Dabo Sweeney got a little heated on Monday with a fan who called in. Take a listen. I'm not going to sit here and let you call. I don't give a crap how much money I make. You ain't going to talk to me. 
like I'm like I'm 12 years old. What's happened at Clemson is is we've won so much. It used to be the funds and the winning. Now even when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. People like you who just love to to destroy people with your comments. All right? I'm sure you've never made any bad decisions. I'm sure you've lived a perfect life. I'm sure you've led a bunch of people. So to answer your question, I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business. All right? And I'm where I am because I've worked my off every single day. And I ain't going to let some smart kid get on this phone and create this stuff. So if you got a problem with that, I don't care. Listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want. And you can apply for the job. And good luck to you. All right? All right, so that was Dabo Sweeney talking to a fan named Tyler uh, yesterday. <laughs> then, of course, Dabo Sweeney back in front of the mic today and dropping a few more gems. Take a listen. I had some idiot uh, go Old Testament on me, and he got an Old Testament response. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I don't, I don't, I've never flinched, and I ain't going to flinch now. Uh, but I'm going to always do what I'm convicted in. And uh, some people say I'm stubborn, and I say I'm convicted in my beliefs. This is a very healthy tree, all right, that's produced a bunch of great fruit. But even healthy trees need to be pruned so that you can bloom back even better and produce more fruit. I still think there's a way to have fair criticism without, you know, just completely demeaning someone's humanity, which is now the clickbait society that we live in, and it's acceptable. I think that's sad. The adults have left the building in this country. Listen, I don't disagree with them about some of the things that are said on social media. You can do anything, or people think that they can. Jez, are are we pruning the trees in Clemson, or what's happening? Uh, you know, I could just relate to Dabo saying that uh, he's convicted. See, I'm a Taurus. That's my zodiac sign. So people have said I'm stubborn. But no, I'm like Dabo. I'm not stubborn. I'm just convicted. I like that. I'm going to use that movie for Not stubborn. I'm just convicted. Hey, all I know is I got one question. Is Des going as Tyler from Spartanburg for Halloween tonight? I don't know. We got to get the audio back and play it back. (laughs) We'll see what Clemson has to say this weekend when they play Notre Dame. Davo could be a good soundbite after that. We'll see you tomorrow.